Welcome to the podcast of New Life Church. We hope that the messages, topics, and discussions that you find here will encourage and challenge you in your relationship with Jesus Christ. Tonight I want to uh, talk with you on a subject that has um, <clears throat> different viewpoints, uh, different different ideas in certain regards and, and such, but it is a message that has been uh, being preached for uh, thousands of years. The message hasn't changed. Uh, the reality of it is it's going to take place, but I don't want us to get caught up in what would seem like a delay in the fact of it not actually happening or us um, become distracted or weary because it hasn't happened, uh, we're just going to kind of relax. We don't want that to happen. And so uh, tonight, <clears throat> um, I'm just going to jump right in. So we're going to open up with a word of prayer, read some scriptures then, and uh, and just let the word of God speak to us. Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you for the wonderful people of new life. And God, I ask tonight that as your word goes forth, that we would open our heart and mind to hear and receive this word. And God, I pray that uh, it would take root in us and it would quicken us and challenge us, God, that we would uh, continually pursue after you and keep a watchful eye in uh, these last days that we're living in. And I pray, Father, that your spirit would strengthen us, encourage us, raise us up to be who you've called us to be. We pray in the name of Jesus. Amen. John chapter 14 Verses 1 through 3 states, Let not your heart be troubled. Ye believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself, that where I am, there ye may be also. 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, verses 14 through 18 states, For if we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so them also which sleep in Jesus will God bring with him. For this we say unto you by the word of the Lord, that we which are alive and remain unto the coming of the Lord shall not prevent them which are asleep. For the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel, and with the trump of God, and the dead in Christ shall rise first. Then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air, and so shall we ever be with the Lord. Wherefore, comfort one another with these words. Hebrews chapter 9 verse 28 says, So Christ was once offered to bear the sins of many, and unto them that look for him shall he appear the second time without sin unto salvation. Titus chapter 2 verses 11 through 13, For the grace of God that bringeth salvation hath appeared to all men, 
teaching us that denying ungodliness and worldly lusts, we should live soberly, righteously, and godly in this present world, looking for that blessed hope and the glorious appearing of the great God and our Savior, Jesus Christ. These are passages in the New Testament of the Bible that precisely proclaim that Jesus Christ will return. He will catch away, rapture his church, and will reign on the earth for the next 1,000 years. There will be no other rulers or governments other than King Jesus and his kingdom. Peace will pervade the earth. Wars will have ceased. Oppressors will have been overthrown. The plan of man to get rid of God will have failed. And humanity will know, all will know, he is the Lord, and there is none like him. He will sit upon the throne and will rule in righteousness. There has not yet existed a day like that day. But that day is coming soon. Even though that day is coming, it has not yet come. And that is what I want to talk to us about tonight. Why Jesus has not returned. Why Jesus has not returned. The verses we've read about the second coming of Jesus to this earth were written approximately 2,000 years ago. Even before these were written, centuries before, there are many Old Testament scriptures that uh, record and relate and, and, and prophesy about the second coming of Jesus to the earth. One such example to just give us a basis to work off of is is Daniel chapter 7, verses 13 through 14. I saw in the night visions, and behold, one, like the Son of Man, came with the clouds of heaven and came to the Ancient of Days, and they brought him near before him. And there was given him dominion and glory and a kingdom that all people, nations, and languages should serve him. His dominion, is an everlasting dominion which shall not pass away and his kingdom that which shall not be destroyed. Jesus uh, echoes that statement, if you will, when he is giving the Olivet Discourse in Matthew chapter 24. Uh, one example that we see here is we'll read down through it. Matthew uh, 24, uh, starting at verse 29, Jesus says, immediately after the tribulation of those days shall the sun be darkened and the moon shall not give her light and the stars shall fall from heaven and the powers of the heavens shall be 
shaken, and then shall appear the sign of the Son of Man in heaven. And then shall all the tribes of the earth mourn, and they shall see the Son of Man coming in the clouds of heaven with power and great glory. And he shall send his angels with a great sound of a trumpet, and they shall gather together his elect from the four winds, from one end of heaven to the other. We see this as the second coming of Jesus Christ. And in these passages we read, there are many others, but this gives us a, a, an example to work from tonight. We know that Jesus is coming and the church of Jesus Christ will be caught up together in the clouds to meet him in the air. Jesus is going to come again. Jesus is coming. He's coming back. He's coming back to this earth to set up his kingdom on the earth. It's going to happen. He's coming back. We are in the last days. And we must believe this. We must watch and we must be ready. One um, powerful example of this and the admonition that we receive uh, in, in this fact is found in Revelation chapter 16, verse 15. This is written in red letters. Jesus is speaking. This is uh, in the middle of the sixth vial. Jesus says, Behold, I come as a thief. Blessed is he that watcheth and keepeth his garments, lest he walk naked and they see his shame. This, of course, is talking about in a spiritual since we see hints of this in the parable of um, the wedding feast and, and the importance of having the wedding garment, we must keep ourselves without spot, spot, without blemish, without blame. We must watch. We must be ready. We must resist temptation. We must make sure we're living a repentant life, a life continually turned from the ways and the mindset of this world and focused on God, his will, his way, all of that. We must be living a life that is ready to meet the Lord in the air because Jesus is coming again. He's coming back for a people that are looking for him because if you're looking for him, you're going to be ready. If you are looking for him, if you are one who loves his appearing, although he's coming as a thief, he will not come as a thief for you because you will be watching. You will be ready. You will be expecting. You can't be caught off guard about something that you are expecting. If you're expecting it, it's not going to catch you off guard. So watch, be ready, be prayerful, and keep your garments. Keep your life in Christ, untainted from this world. And when he returns, he will come 
for you. And so what we see here, as I said, these are all examples of Scripture of the fact that Jesus is going to return and what to expect when he does return. But the fact is, is Jesus has not returned. He has not come back yet. The second coming prophecies have not been completely fulfilled yet. Jesus is not here on the earth. The millennial reign is not taking place right now. It has not taken place yet. That is still in the future. It is soon, but it's still to come. And whether that soon is 5, 10, 20, or 100 years, that's still soon. And so not to get caught up in all of that tonight, I do want us to wrap our minds around why Jesus has not returned. 2 Peter chapter 3 gives us insight into why Jesus has not returned. We're going to read down through this chapter a little bit and break it down. Starting at verse 1 of 2 Peter chapter 3. Peter writes, This second epistle, beloved, I now write unto you, in both which I stir up your pure minds by way of remembrance, that ye may be mindful of the words which were spoken before by the holy prophets and of the commandment of us, the apostles of the Lord and Savior. He's saying, I'm writing to you to stir you up to remember to, to cause you to remember, to remind you, to, to cause you to not forget this important fact. And he goes down in verse 3, he says, Knowing this first, that there shall come in the last days scoffers, mockers, walking after their own lusts, and saying, Where is the promise of his coming? Because since the fathers fell asleep, all things continue as they were from the beginning of creation. For this, they willingly are ignorant of that. And, and by the word of God, the heavens were of old and the earth standing out of the water and in the water, whereby the world that then was being overflowed with water perished. But the heavens and the earth, which are now by the same word, are kept in store, reserved unto fire against the day of judgment and perdition of ungodly men. But beloved, be not ignorant of this one thing, that one day is with the Lord as a thousand years and a thousand years as one day. So when we say Jesus is coming soon, we think soon is the next three months. But in God's eyes, soon could be a hundred years, five hundred years, because a day is as a thousand to the Lord. And a day is as a thousand years to the Lord. Time in God's mind is different than how we measure time. Although what we find ourselves in now in these times that we're living in, we know we are closer to the second coming of Jesus than ever before. We are seeing things being fulfilled and we are pushing and moving 
quickly to the culmination of things where Jesus will set up his earthly kingdom on this earth. So we must watch, we must be ready. And so a day is as a thousand years to the Lord and all of this. But verse nine, Peter says, because of that, the Lord is not slack or slow or hesitant in concerning his promises. Some men count slackness or slowness, but is long suffering to us were not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. But the day of the Lord will come as a thief in the night, in which the heavens shall pass away with a great noise, and the elements shall melt with fervent heat. The earth also and the works that are therein shall be burned up. Seeing then that all these things shall be dissolved. What manner of persons ought ye to be in all holy conversation and godliness, in holy lifestyle and God-likeness, Christ-likeness? How should you live knowing that the future of this world and this earth, all of it, the elements even, the very atmosphere of this earth, Everything in the earth, on the earth, that is not saved is going to be consumed in a fervent heat of fire. Knowing that is the future of this, how much more should we desire to live for God and be holy in our lifestyle? So that we are watching and ready for when he returns to catch away his people before he brings about destruction. Knowing this, how should we live? Verse 12, looking for and hasting unto the coming of the day of God, wherein the heavens being on fire shall be dissolved and the elements shall melt with fervent heat. Nevertheless, we, according to his promise, look for new heavens and a new earth wherein dwelleth righteousness. Wherefore, beloved, seeing that ye look for such things, since we are looking for such things, be diligent that ye may be found of him in peace without spot and blameless, and account that the long-suffering of our God is salvation. You can't be diligent if you're not looking if we're looking for this hope, if we are looking for this new heaven and this new earth, if we are looking for the ultimate salvation of Jesus bringing us out of this world and into the world to come, into the place that he is preparing for us, if we're looking for that, we'll be diligent down here. If we're looking to live there, we will be diligent down here to be separate from this world and to not let the things of this world affect us. But why has Jesus not returned? Is it because he's hesitant to fulfill his promises? Is it because Jesus said, I go to prepare a place for you, but then he changed his mind and he doesn't actually want that to happen? Has Jesus not returned because 
there is a hang-up in the construction process of the new heavens and the new earth? No. Jesus is not slow concerning his promises because Jesus doesn't want to fulfill his promises. Jesus is not slow to fulfill his promise because he is just uh, having a difficult time bringing it all to pass. No, Jesus is slow in fulfilling his promise and Jesus has not returned yet because he wants you and I to be saved. Jesus has not returned yet because there is someone out there that he still has hope for that they can be saved. Jesus has not returned yet because there are people in San Leandro who he knows can still be saved. He's waiting on people to repent. He's not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. All should turn from the lifestyle of this world and turn to God. So Jesus has not returned yet because he loves people so much. He's willing to wait a little longer so that they can be saved. He's willing to wait a little longer so that they can be born again of the water and spirit and experience new life in Christ. Jesus has not returned yet because he loves you and me. He loves the drug addict on the street. He loves the heartbroken businessman or businesswoman. He loves those people that we pass on the streets every day. He loves your neighbor and my neighbor. He loves the neighborhoods that surround our church building. He loves those people so much that although he wants to return so we can go into the new heavens and new earth, he loves those people so much he's willing to wait. Jesus has not returned because he knows there's still people to be saved. And he doesn't want anyone to perish. He doesn't want anyone to perish, to experience eternity without him, to experience eternity in the lake of fire where the torment never ceases. And so Jesus will fulfill his promise. But he's not willing that any should perish. So he's going to hold off on his promise so that as many people as possible will not perish. He's not hesitant to fulfill his promise except for the fact he's waiting as long as he can to see is anyone else going to turn to me? Is anyone else going to obey the gospel? Is anyone else going to enter into covenant with me through baptism in the name of Jesus Christ? 
Is anyone else going to hunger and thirst after me and reach for me so that I may fill them with my spirit, resurrect their spirit, man, cause them to walk into newness of life and to experience this salvation I have for them? Is anyone else looking for me? Is anyone else hungering for me? Is there anyone else in the earth that has a mind that is searching for me, that is looking for me anywhere they can hope? to find me? Are there people on this earth that still want Jesus? That's why he has not returned yet. The love of God and the mercy of God is so great that he holds off judgment as long as he can because he wants you and me and every other person on this earth to be saved. He wants us to repent. The Lord is not slow concerning his promise in the sense of how we measure or define slowness. But the reason why he hasn't returned is because his long suffering to us is so great. He's not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. The sad reality of it is, is that not all will repent and turn to God. But Jesus is waiting as long as possible. even if it is for one more. There will be a day that the last one will be saved. And there will come that moment, the sound of the last trump, where all who are a part of the body of Christ will in a moment in the twinkling of an eye be changed from mortality to immortality in a moment. And we will see him as he is because we will be like him. And we will be caught up together from the four winds of the earth, caught up in the air to meet the Lord in the air. And so shall we ever be with the Lord. But that day has not come yet. Because Jesus is waiting for more people to repent and turn to him. How do we, the people of God, respond to this? Well, first and foremost, we watch and we keep our garments. We look and we expect and we watch for his return and we love his appearing that's what we can do for ourselves. But what we can do for those who are on the street, who Jesus is holding back his second coming for, is we can tell them about Jesus. Jesus hasn't returned yet because he's waiting for you to repent. Jesus hasn't returned yet because his mercy is so great. He's holding back judgment so you can be saved. That's how we need to reach this world. That is the fuel that we need 
to push us into evangelism like never before. Pass out church cards like eternity is depending on it. Reach out to people like eternity is depending on it. Love people like eternity is depending on it. Do whatever we have to do. Pray with more passion. Fast with more fervency. Worship God with abandon. And let's tell the world, Jesus is coming, but he hasn't come back yet because his mercy is motivating him to hold back judgment so you can be saved. Jesus is waiting as long as he can so that Everyone can be saved. Why has Jesus not returned? Because he wants as many people as possible to repent, turn to him, and experience the new life he has for them so that when he does return, we will have everlasting life in eternity with him in the new Jerusalem on the new earth that he is preparing for his people. Let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself that where I am, there you may be also. That is our hope. That is what we long for. That is what we live for. But Jesus has not allowed that promise to be fulfilled yet because he's waiting to see is anyone else going to repent? Why has Jesus not returned yet? Because he loves people so much he's willing to wait as long as possible just so that as many people as will turn to him they will be saved. Let that motivate us to reach people like never before. And let that motivate us to live for God to the fullest extent like never before. Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you for your mercy and your love. And I pray, God, that this word would stir us to live for you, to keep our garments clean and spotless from this world, to live our life pleasing to you, to live with expectancy of your return, to watch and pray. And also, God, I pray that this revelation of your great mercy would motivate us to witness to people, to reach out to people, and to love people around us like never before. Because you are coming again, and you are coming soon. But right now you're waiting so that as many people that can be saved will be saved. As many people that turn to you will be able to experience this hope. We pray, God, let this word stir us and convict us 
and calls us to live differently from this day forward. We pray in the name of Jesus. Amen. Pray that this word motivates you to be sold out for Jesus like never before, but to also reach out to the people around you like never before. New Life Church will grow numerically with new people when the people of God in New Life Church get a fresh vision for why we do what we do. We are reaching out to people to pull them in to this living hope that we have. And Jesus has not returned yet because he's waiting so that as many people as possible will be able to be saved. You have a good night. God bless you.